This is Wired Up. With Matt Kennedy and Jerry Peralta. On KMSA 91.3. Flying solo today. It's interesting. Part of solo style. Something I should probably do more often is maybe, just maybe, and maybe what the future career may hold out to. Matt Kennedy on Wired Up today. Flying solo, Jared Peralta unable to join us on the show, but he is—he has already recorded his segment earlier on yesterday. He did something with Josh Coleman talking about the Premier Lacrosse League, in which you can go listen to on Wired Up Podcast on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Podbean. Yeah, all the podcasts. Google Podcasts, too. That's my favorite one. Anyways... Broncos, Denver, here's the situation we got going on. Is this team something that we need to be concerned about? Hear me out. By the way, in about 10 minutes, Zach Stevens from DNVR, formerly known as BSN, will be joining us here on Wired Up to talk some Denver Broncos. I was listening to the Will Kane show yesterday on ESPN Radio. And Will, one of my favorites, by the way, listen to him pretty much daily or as much as I can. Will was saying, after analyzing an interview done by Golik and Wingo on the, on the Golik and Wingo show, about John Elway. Elway was talking, and he was saying that the Broncos are trying to copy the Kansas City Chiefs and are chasing them down in an effort to reconfigure and repeat Andy Reid's and Patrick Mahomes' winning model. He criticized John Elway for not coming up with his own winning formula because he talks about being concerned about the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes being in the same division. John Elway would go on talking about how, yeah, we got to be concerned about them. we got to uh, plan for their game plan. He's, I mean, I, they're not even playing the Chiefs this week. They're playing the Jags. Keep that in mind. Elway was talking about the state of the division, and all he could talk about was the Chiefs, at least for that minute clip, that was played on the Will Kane show. And Will, I don't know if he took it out of context or if he just doesn't understand the mindset of John Elway, but he thinks that Elway's trying to copy Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And I'm sitting here like, okay, sure. That's fine. You can think that. But here's what it is. Elway has been trying to do things his own way for a while now ever since he became the president of football operations. I understand that Elway may be looking at the Chiefs from the bottom of the barrel. However, Denver is not trying to copy anybody, at least from my standpoint. Elway has his own model. The question is, guys, how effective is the Elway way? Play on words there. We're going to say the Elway. How effective is the Elway? Denver has been in a winning mindset since they brought in Peyton Manning. We can win this year. We're in that bubble. We're in that Super Bowl bubble. We're in there. We can win if only a couple things come together. It did once back in 2016, Super Bowl 50. The Broncos have a taste of Super Bowl victories in their mouth, and then it's not left. It's hanging around like a bad piece of meat. That tastes oh so good. It's, it's a bad piece of a filet mignon 
that is three years old, and it's hanging around in that teeth, in that mouth, thinking that it still has some good taste to it, thinking if we can only enjoy that steak again. Denver's been in that mindset ever since 2016. And Elway, all he wants to do is win and return to that prominence and get back to where the team once was. Let me hit you with a dose of reality. The Broncos came into the season with the second hardest schedule in the NFL. They have to compete against a tough set of NFC North teams, Vikings, Packers, Bears, I've already played two of them, and then take on their own division in which they saw two teams go to the AFC uh, playoffs last year, AFC side of the playoffs. One of them almost making the Super Bowl in the Kansas City Chiefs, the other one being in the Los Angeles Chargers. This year may be the season that Denver needs to help them realize that they are not where they need to be. I constantly hear Broncos players say to believe in the team and believe in the wins that are going to come. Philip Lindsay said, only the media is not with us. If you're a Broncos fan, not a bandwagon, you'll be with us. And when we start winning, don't say you saw it coming. If you're a bandwagon fan, don't say you called it. Philip, big question, man. Big words. If you start winning, when's that going to happen? This Sunday? Against the Jags? Against a team that had that racked up nine sacks last week? Guy that has Gardner Minshew? You see the picture of Gardner Minshew recently with Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite? His legend continues, continues to grow, guys. Gardner Minshew is a living embodiment of what every football fan wants to be. Jean shorts, mustache, looking young, charisma, and a stellar quarterback in his first couple of starts in the NFL. Had a great game last week. Now he's trying to come to Denver and completely demolish this Denver Broncos defense, which have yet to accumulate even one sack or turnover, that is, in the three games that they've played. Look, I got no problem with Vic Fangio. I love the hire. I loved the people that LA has brought in this offseason. But I constantly hear Broncos players say to believe in the team. We're going to start winning, guys. Is that just false sense of reality? When we come back, Zach Stevens joins us from DMVR. Matt Kennedy on Wired Up. Music for the Mavs on KMSA 91.3 FM. Back here, we're at Matt Kennedy on 91.3 FM KMSA, music for the Cardinals University Mavericks. And was talking Broncos was questioning the possible state of delusion for this team. And to help me depict this and unscramble this is Zach Stevens from DNVR, formerly known as BSN. Zach, what's up, man? What's going on? Great to talk to you again. Thanks for coming on the show. We really, really appreciate it. We had you on a couple weeks ago talking some Broncos. Was that last week? Was that last week that you were on? Two weeks ago, right before the Bears. Two weeks ago, right before the Bears. 
you predicted that the Broncos would lose to the Bears. You were you were right. Sadly, I am over that game. Except I don't know if I will be over us possibly losing the Gardner Minshew. And <laughs> and it's, it's been a very very interesting week in the city of Denver. I I want to start out by asking what your point of view has been. Has the mood been rather somber because you could tell by the reactions by Vic Fangio and Von Miller, they've been getting asked the same questions by the media. Like, when is this going to change? When are the sacks going to come? Is this person okay? Is this person injured? So on and so forth. Have you seen the Denver Broncos getting irritated by their state of where the team is at? Absolutely. And there's, there's no way around it. And just look at Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, he said it perfectly. He said, quote, we're living in a world of suck right now. And that just kind of wraps up exactly where the Denver Broncos are right now. And it is a little baffling because you look and on offense, there's some talent with Philip Lindsay, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Joe Flacco, of course, has the veteran experience and defense. They're, they're chock full of talent and it just isn't coming together. Not only are the Broncos 0-3 this season, they currently have the NFL's longest losing streak dating back to last year at seven games. They haven't scored 20 points since week 13 last year. It's, it is rough out there, and, and the players understand it. And it, it's not that they've given up, but they understand what, how bad of the situation it is. Zach, real quick before we get into some more Broncos talk, I forgot to address this as you, as you came on, but BSN is now DNVR. Rebranding, you guys called it an evolution. Can you explain exactly why that took place and what we can expect from the new DNVR? Yeah, well, we're a Denver-based company, and we, did, we really wanted to embrace those roots even more. So that's what the DNVR is, um, and, and it is pronounced DNVR, but it's Denver without the E's. Right. So just really embracing Colorado sports. Colorado, the community, um, everyone that's with us on this ride, that, that was the point of that. And what you can expect is just even better coverage. We added Andrew Mason on our Broncos beat. Uh, we, we added to both our abs and our Nuggets beat. So it, it, we're, we're trying to give the people of Colorado the best sports coverage that, that's ever been around in Colorado. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate that update. And you can go listen to all the podcasts on DNVR. If you keep, if you look at BSN, I'm sure it maybe should pop up as DNVR now. Like, I hope the transition is going smoothly between the two name exactly. brands. Yeah. So it's all on there. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes. It's all on there. Go listen to all the podcasts from Nuggets to Avs to Broncos. You can hear Zach on the Broncos one. It's a, it's great. They post daily, daily stuff. So, Zach, you've been around. Um, the media this week, you were there, I believe it was yesterday, when Vaughn came up to talk to the press, and he was there, I believe, less than 15 seconds. He came up, didn't really show much attitude, but he did not take any questions. He's like, we got a good game plan this week, I'm excited for the opportunities, yada, yada, yada. Uh, not something we're used to seeing Vaughn doing. I think that's the first time he's ever really skipped out on getting questions from the media. What's his take on that? Yeah, and... Uh... It was surprising. I mean, everyone with the media, after his 12-second speech and he, he gave a wave and walked off, everyone in the media just stood there because we just thought it was one of Vaughn's jokes. He does that often uh, where he messes around with the media. We for sure thought he was coming back out, but nope, that was it. Instead of a 10 minutes getting with Vaughn like we typically do, we got 12 seconds with him. And that just kind of shows you where he's at. He is frustrated. He is irritated. Um, Vic Fangio today said that he is not irritated with his role 
with the team, but just more so where the team is at. But gosh, I mean, Vaughn is dropping into coverage more than he really ever has, uh, and just the the results are not coming. It has to be frustrating for him, and, and he clearly, clearly is frustrated uh, with not just where the team's at, but Vaughn's a guy who just a few weeks ago said, if we get the loss and I don't have any sacks, that's a double loss. So right now in his book, he's 0-6, and then you add quarterback hits on there, which have not he has not been productive with that. You know, he could be looking at personally at like an 0-9 record right now, and that that's brutal, and you can definitely tell that it's wearing on him. Now, I will say that today he was in a much better mood. He did not officially talk to the media, but when we were in the locker room, he was very friendly in a much better mood. So you, you hope that that's the mood that this team takes and understanding where they're at earlier in the week, like Emmanuel said, uh, living in a world of suck and Vaughn seeming to be uh, uh, to be down and a little upset. But you hope that they ride into the weekend um, on a positive note with some encouragement and, and some momentum and some attitude and some energy because that's what this team has missed. And if they're going to let the 0-3 start, bring them down even more, well, they're not going to beat anyone. So I was really encouraged by seeing Vaughn and the rest of the locker room have that upbeat attitude today after what's definitely been a down week. No, it's good. That's good to hear that they're, that they're having to pick me up. Of course, they have a home game this week, so it'll feel good to play at mile high and, you know, got an exciting team coming in. But, Zach, I want to get real with you for a second, and I don't mean this with any somber attitude at all. Like, I, born and raised Colorado, huge Bronco fan, grown up, Super Bowl 50 a couple years ago was the epitome of a Broncos fan's dream. You know, winning the Super Bowl, having paid Manning retire, going out on a, you know, riding into the sunset was awesome. L.A. has done amazing things for this team. But Broncos fans maybe will back me up on this. L.A.'s been in a winning mindset of we can win now. You know, he hired Vic Fangio. He brought in... Amazing guys this offseason. Cream Jackson, uh, Bryce Callahan, so on and so forth. Had an amazing draft, drafting guys like Noah Fant. And my question to you is, and I want your honest opinion on it, is do you think Denver should stop focusing on winning now and start focusing on the future? Like, is it officially time to go into rebuild mode? I'm not writing the season off. I'm not saying that at all. You should definitely focus on winning each game one week at a time. But thinking long-term, in reality, this team's not winning any Super Bowls anytime soon if we continue down this path. And I think you can agree with that. I think this is a, a great conversation. I think this is the conversation that we could have realistically uh, had two years ago, and it would have been a legitimate conversation. And so the fact that you, you could have had it last year as well and that you we're again having it this year means that, yes, it is time to, to embrace that and it's really difficult for people to accept. But I think the most important thing is the organization needs to accept it, and they need to say it. And once they say it, I think Broncos fans would take a step back and say, you know what, this probably is the right thing for the organization. Uh, it's going to be, what, another down year or two. But if you stay in this process, look, look what this process of trying to win now and try to put Band-Aids on the team. It's got you 5-11. and 11, six and 10 and so far an 0 and three start it's clear that something needs to change and a lot of people are coming after john elway i don't know really what it was about the packers loss 
I understand that people are upset with John Elway, but I, I had more people in my mentions and reaching out to me about John Elway after the Packers game than I ever have yeah. after just an individual game. And, and I don't really know what that was. I was expecting the Broncos to, to lose to the Packers. So, But a lot of people are going after him. And here's the thing is a lot of people want John Elway to be fired. And, hey, I understand after 5-11, and 6-10, and 0-3. Oh but here's the thing is who's going to fire him? Hey, Joe Ellis is in, in a – uh, is higher up in power than him. Joe Ellis could fire him, but I don't see John going anywhere unless John steps away or until there's an owner in place. Now, I, I could be wrong, and Joe could surprise me, but I think the way Joe's going to view this is, look, me and John are running this team right now. We both understand what Pat Bowen wants, so I'm not going to fire him. And then plus, Joe's going to look and say, look at the past two drafts. John really, really messed yeah. up many drafts before that. But look at the past two drafts. Uh, I can't fire him when this is trending in, in what many believe is the right direction, at least in a draft perspective. And, you know, that's a huge job of the general manager. So I just don't think, again, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, but I don't think John's going anywhere anytime soon. Especially not in the ownership situation, too. You know, if, if a Bolin is, is in the ownership position, I don't see John leaving. It's, it's John's town. It's his team no matter really who's in charge right now. And I agree with you 100%. Um, looking forward to this Sunday. Jacksonville, the legend that is Gardner Minshew, and that Saxonville defense. I mean, last week, they had an absolutely amazing game. They sacked, I believe Winston was at, you know, nine times last week or something, and they have a combined 13, yep. 13 sacks on the season, which is tied for first. And if you look at the Denver side, the only team since sacks became a stat to go three games without a single one especially when you got guys like von miller which is the biggest frustration so sacks will be the biggest story this week and flacco's been sacked a bunch he got sacked I believe what six times last week against the packers he's on track to be sacked the most times in his career since i believe it was like 2012 and people are frustrated flacco's frustrated uh not sure if it's entirely his fault or the o-line's fault it may just be a combined effort between the wide receivers, Flacco, and the O-line. But I don't feel confident as a Broncos fan going against Clyde Campbell and, and company this Sunday. So what's the offensive line been doing this week? And should we see any improvement that Munchak has been making? Boy, I mean, it, Garrett Bowles two weeks ago has the four-holding game. Then you turn around and Joe Flacco gets sacked a career-high number of six times this is played before last week he's played in 180 career games and last week he gets sacked more than he ever has been the off it, the offensive line has been a struggle a lot of people were hoping that once juan james was back he would come in at right tackle and elijah wilkinson would replace garrett Bowles at left tackle but that's not happening after last week's performance elijah wilkinson was bad he's been a very solid backup but he was not good last week and and it was clear in every phase of the game it it's it's rough right now you have dalton reisner as a, a star and he you know he is part of your future yeah outside of that he, he's the only piece of your future um mike munchek clearly worked last week in terms of helping garrett Bowles not hold the bulls bulls was still in on giving up a few sacks and i'm not very confident Again, uh, with the Broncos line going up against, like you said, a Colorado local, uh, Calais Campbell, who's a beast, uh, 
reigning defensive player of the week uh, in the AFC with his three-sack game. And Jacksonville, I think a lot of people in Denver are overlooking this team. This team is supposed to be built just like the Broncos. Yeah, Very good defense built on a rush and cornerbacks. Um, and their offense is supposed to be able to, to run the ball. And whether it was, you know, the, the plan was Nick Foles, who's, kind of supposed to be a Joe Flacco role, just just managing the team. And if you look, it's not like Jacksonville's lit up the world so far this year. They're one and two, but their defense has certainly been better than the Broncos. In fact, if you don't take their performance week one against Kansas City, and Kansas City is going to light up any defense where they gave up 40 points, they've only given up a total of 20 points the last two weeks. And one of those games was Houston with Deshaun Watson, in Houston, they only gave up 13 points to them. I know they lost that game, but that was still a great defensive performance by them. And the Broncos' defense has not lived up to what they were supposed to be. So I think people in Denver are, are underplaying how good Jacksonville's defense can be. And their offense, once they lost, lost Nick Foles, it got better. And Gardner Minshew has been, has been fun. He's been entertaining. And he's brought a freshness to that Jacksonville offense. Now, has he lit it up and thrown for 400 yards and four touchdowns? No, but he has 110.8 passer rating. That's the best passer rating for any quarterback in their first three games in the NFL. That is absolutely incredible. He's, he's doing everything that the team asks him to do, and I think one of the biggest problems going up against him for the Broncos is he's going to throw those short passes. He's going to get the ball out quick, and... Do I think the Broncos get a, get after him this week and get a sack? Yes, I think they do. Do I think they get after him and have, you know, a six, seven sack performance? No, I don't, because I think the Jaguars are going to say, look what the Raiders did. Look what the Bears did. Look what Aaron Rodgers did. We need to get the ball out quick, and they're going to set their rookie in a position uh, to, to succeed for the most part. Zach Stevens joining us from DNVR Broncos. Zach, I'm looking at the status report uh, today from uh, Denver Broncos, and looking at it, two players have been already ruled out. You reported this. Bryce Callahan, Juwan James, both out. Bryce Callahan may be out for four to six weeks. This foot injury is freaky. It just got stepped on. Like, okay, he's fine. Turns out he's not. And then you got guys like uh, Josie Jewell and Derek Wolf, and even Bradley Chubb has been kind of limited in practice a couple of times this week. So what's the deal with the Broncos? Injuries starting to pack up. And especially in that secondary, it's becoming a bit of a concern. It, it is. And if you look at the defensive side of the ball, you have three starters that are truly questionable going into Sunday and one on each level. Derek Wolf, Josie Jewell, and Kareem Jackson. Uh, Derek, he practiced a little bit toward the end of the week, but he had a severe, a pretty severe high ankle sprain in the game five days ago. I would be surprised after talking with him today if he played, I, th I think he'll be ready for the Chargers in one week from now. He he could be able to go, but I just I think he's at the point where he's going to be close, but you're going to be cautious since it's week four right now. Uh, so right now I'd be a little surprised if he played. And then Kareem Jackson I think is the biggest one here because if Kareem doesn't play, boy, you just, you just lost Vic Fangio's weapon, uh, not just in the secondary, but on the entire defense. This is a guy that is so versatile and that has helped with the Bryce Callahan injury. He's stepped in for him. He's played safety. He's played all over the field. And if you lose him, Duke Dawson is stepping in for him, and that would be the, really his NFL debut as a significant player in the NFL. 
and we haven't seen what he could do. He, he's a talent, a second-round pick last year, but the Patriots moved on from him just after one year. He's only been in the building for about a month, so the, the adjustment process is still happening for him, and uh, he'd be asked to play a very big role for the Broncos. And after talking to Kareem today, my sense is that he won't be able to go this week uh, with that hamstring injury. Again, he's, he, it seems like he's close, but with hamstring injuries, those are things that typically take longer to come back from than other injuries where you can come back quicker. So that that's the one. I'm looking at number 22, Kareem Jackson, and right now I don't think he's going to be able to go. Zach, final question for you. A couple weeks ago we asked for your prediction for the game. You were correct. Um, I'm not going to do that this week because don't want to, you know, you know, bad juju. Let's 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 try <laughs> let's, let's try and change it up a little bit. Um, let's assume that Denver's going to get sacks this week. Let's just, let's just say that let's just say the plague will end, the streak will will come to an end. Von Miller will get his first, even Bradley Chubb will try and get something as well. How many sacks will Denver get, or how many sacks will Joe Flacco be brought to the ground with? Mm, I I like both teams getting after the quarterback pr- pretty severe here. Uh, I think I think Von Miller and Bradley Chubb uh, will combine for two sacks probably. I definitely see Chubb getting to the quarterback this week. He is Vic Fangio's guy, and he's going to be attacking the quarterback nearly every single play. So I, I definitely like the streak to end with Chubb this week. Um, and, and I, in fact, I think the Broncos' first turnover will be a Bradley Bradley Chubb Bradley Chubb strip sack, whether that's um, this week or or next week. And whenever that happens, I do think the Broncos win. That's that, that's how important turnovers are. And the Broncos still have yet to get one. And on the other side, I. I'd be naive if I said that the Broncos, uh, that Joe Flacco won't get taken down many times. He had been taken down uh, five times, uh, over ten times in his career entering last week. I would not be surprised to see Jacksonville get close to that number, four or five sacks. Broncos and Jaguars this Sunday. Zach from DNVR Broncos, thanks for joining us. We'll you know have, have fun. Hopefully it'll be a good weekend. Looking for that first win. If we do... It'll be awesome. We can officially say we'll get the ball rolling. But if not, man, questions will have to be raised in terms of management in Denver. Zach, thanks so much. Always appreciate your time. Absolutely, yeah. We could be talking about a uh, an undefeated team in their last one game if they went on Sunday. Hey, thanks for having me on. Love it. Thanks, Zach. Have a good one. Zach Stevens from DNVR Broncos. Go listen to his podcast, DNVR Broncos podcast, on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or just on DNVR or thednvr.com. We come back. We'll finish up some Broncos talk and predict this Sunday. Matt Kennedy on Word Up. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. 
A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Music for the Mavs on KMSA 91.3 FM. Broncos all day. I could talk Broncos every day of the week for the rest of time. And that's exactly what I did here today for about a solid half an hour. Had Zach Stevens on from DNVR. Talk some Broncos. Even if it is very, very depressing. And that's what this team really has been. Uh, I believe it's the first time Denver has gone 0-3 since John always got uh, season since John always left. I believe it's 1999. So yeah. We're in historic times in Denver. Not not in a good way. Last year, back-to-back losing seasons for the first time since 1960. I think I'm wrong on that. I'll have to double-check. In a while. It's been a while. Pat Bowen's never had a back-to-back losing season. And now, don't mean to be disrespectful, but I feel the way Denver's playing football in the last three years has been spitting on that winning legacy that Pat Bowen has built up. Gardner Minshew comes into town this Sunday, and I'm concerned. I am really, really concerned. You know, if you're being turned off by this Broncos talk, if you don't want to listen to it, that's fine. Change the channel. Go somewhere else. But let me make this point real quick, all right? I really did think that Vic Fangio could clean up the mess that Vance Joseph was stuck with and then made even worse. At one point in the preseason, I predicted Denver to finish 10-6. and six. I told a couple of people that. I've also thrown around 8-8, eight 9-7, and 7-9. Eight, nine and, seven, seven and nine. I, didn't wa- I didn't want to drop below 7-9 because I truly believe that this team is better than a 6-1 football team. And they think they are too. In Denver's eyes, they think they can pull off what the Houston Texans did last year. Go 0-3, miraculously come back, make the playoffs. I think Houston finished 11-5 last year. Insane. They won like eight or nine in a row. Denver thinks they have the exact same formula. They don't. They kind of got an older quarterback. not, not, Not good offensive line. And a defense but it's struggling to find its identity. Is there a sense of delusion in Dove Valley? Does the whole Denver Bronco team think that they can really win a Super Bowl with the team they have now? Big fat question mark there. When in reality, should they maybe be focused on building again from the ground up and start over? That's just my question. I'm being honest. I'm being honest, guys. I really want to believe that Denver has a winning football team. But sometimes my relative truth does not match up with the objective truth. And the objective truth here, the absolute truth, is that Denver, as of right now, is not a winning football team. You got guys who won on the team. Vic Fangio, Joe Flacco. Chris Harris, Vaughn Miller, even Bradley Chubb, who's won a lot of games in his past. It's a good team, 
just not a winning team. Hopefully, that will change. As of today, let's predict. Jacksonville Broncos this Sunday. I think the Broncos get their first win. It'll be ugly. It'll be close, just like all the other games. But this time, fourth time's a charm. Final score, Broncos 20, Jaguars 14. They win with Brandon McManus <laughs> getting a couple of field goals. So, we'll see. Please prove me right, guys. Love the blue and orange. I bleed it. Hopefully, I don't bleed anymore, though, because I'm tired of it. As of this week, that's all we got. Join us next week. Jerry will be back. We'll talk some more sports. Matt Kennedy on Word Up. We'll see you soon.